0: Good morning, everybody. Sorry about that, oh no. I hit a button. I was like, oh no. Hopefully you're doing all right. <laughs> having an having an outstanding start of your Wednesday. Hopefully I can help get your day started. Get things going. Help change your perspective a little bit. I have a topic today I want to hit. I'm talking about feeling lost and how no one understands... Hopefully that'll help you out. If you want to participate in today's show, you can do that by dialing 144-373-5483 or 144-DSD-Live. For the international callers, if you scroll down in the description or look in the show notes, you'll see a way to connect to the show via a web-based interface, which means you don't have to do that international dialing. little bit of a delay so be prepared for that but it seems to work we did that the other day to make sure you have your coffee ready get your day going we'll jump into this one thing i always have to remind everyone is i am not a therapist i'm an individual much like you who's gone through a traumatic experience at least i think it was traumatic come up with tips and techniques to uh Get through that, that I share with you to hopefully help you do the same. You think you have a, are dealing with a person with a personality disorder or a mental condition, make sure that you do not go around diagnosing them. Only a clinician in a clinical environment can do that. You don't want to get yourself in any trouble and you don't want to hurt your own credibility. Lastly, if you like what we do around here and you want to support, consider becoming a channel member. You can do that over on YouTube.com slash user slash Dad's Divorce. Hit the join button. Get a cool emoji by your name. Wait a minute. Get a cool badge by your name. And then cool emojis that you get to use. Ah, well hopefully you guys are starting your day out right. All that music ended before I could grab another sip of coffee. So... Man, hopefully things are going good for you guys. Uh, let me just get some things moved around here to where everything is working appropriately. Got a few people here this morning. I forgot to send the text out. Oh my gosh. I wonder if I could do that while I'm doing this. Let's see if I can talk and type while I'm, all I'm doing all that stuff. Anyways, man, you know, one of the things that uh, I... I I had a, I had some coaching calls yesterday and there were a couple of, uh, reoccurring themes that, uh, were that, that just kept reminding me of past my past experiences and how it, uh, you know, how, just how tough all this stuff really is. And you, and you can go through a phase where, you completely feel lost. You feel like you no one understands you. And when that well, and then what happens is, is you try to talk to people, you try to communicate your experience to them, and they just don't get it, right? It's like if somebody has doesn't have the point of reference, they can't even if they have good ideas, even if they have good advice if you can't string the thread to where you believe they understand what you've been through it's hard to say to to look at it and say oh, okay well that makes sense a, a, the prime example of that which is what I think most people in our situations end up with is somebody saying you just need to let go you just got to you know you just gotta get over it and you're sitting there dealing in this situation going How am I supposed to get over it? How am I supposed to release this pain? Yeah, it's easy for you to say. It's easy for you to say just get over it whenever everything is fine. Or maybe, you know, if they have been through, uh, they think they've been through a, a similar experience. But if you can't see the path from A to B, it's hard to believe. You know, that was, when I started this channel, that was kind of my focus. Because I know when people would say stuff to me, you know, oh, it's going to get... Another one is, oh, it, it'll get better. Time heals all wounds. Time, he, how, time heals all wounds. What the hell is that even supposed to mean? How is this, how is time going to make this pain that I'm feeling right now, today, better? You know, the betrayal, the betrayal of trust, the 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 living the lie, the just all of it and it makes it it makes it really hard when people say stuff like that because it's like you don't understand you don't you don't understand what it, what's how i'm feeling or how you're feeling they don't understand how you're feeling they don't understand the pain and the really frustrating part about it <clears throat> is you get uh you get, I'm trying to think how to say this, you get to the point where, where it just doesn't make sense. And, and it's like, it feels like platitudes, you know, just get up and smile and say a happy thought every day. And the really frustrating part about all this, at least for me now is I can look at it and like, there's a lot of truth to it, but like, let's just take that last thing, you know, you know, get up and think a happy thought. Cause I know when, I don't know if anyone said that specifically to me, but it, but it falls in line and it would be like, my whole world has been crushed. My, my future is destroyed. The the plan of my future is gone. I wanted to grow old, sit on a rocking chair, look at a nice meadow, whatever with my wife, all that's gone. <clears throat> I mean, effectively the ability to even, you know, have the nice house looking at the meadow is gone you're struggling dealing with trying to repair the relationship with your kids. So how do you, how do you think a happy thought? Right now? Gratitude is a big, big part of that. And, and a lot of it is kind of like, if you think about it, so if you're, if, if I'm saying this and you're like, yeah, yeah, everything is a pile of pile, of pile of garbage. Well, think about this show. I mean, the part of the, the, one of the points about this show is just like I say in the beginning, you know, start your day, right? Get things going, change your perspective and, and hopefully get, you know, start instead of your day starting out in the doldrums, maybe kind of kickstart it to where it starts better. And there's a lot of power to that. But again, the problem is when you're looking at it and you don't or somebody is trying to talk to you and you don't feel like they have credibility and they've experienced it, it doesn't make a lot of it. it, it you don't put as much value in their advice or their words because it's like, well, you don't get it. This can also be a problem uh, when for with uh, when you're dealing with professionals because they can't necessarily, or at least they're not supposed to, you know, say, "Oh, I can relate to that." I, you know, this is how my, this is how my story relates to your story. That's not really the way that environment's supposed to work. So I even found myself sometimes when I would have conversations, even with my therapist, it's like, well, how do you, you know, how do you get it? I mean, how do you know, you know, so they had to be really, really creative to, you know, to pull you down a path to help you understand. And that's how, I mean, that's how you know, that's how you know that they know. It's like, if, like when I was talking the other day, if you can go to, to a session and you walk out going, Holy crap, that was really good. How did that happen? Well, Al says, "Time and Medicare heals all wounds." Love it. I got a super sticker. It says, uh, "It's <laughs> it's the the pair character giving a coffee." So, thank you very much for that, <clears throat> Sarah. I appreciate it. It's it's really crazy, and I just the main thing I want to just say or kind of finish up on on that topic is I hope that this channel and the people in the community help you feel like, okay, there's other people that get it. There's other people that have been there before you. They, they can speak in ways and share stories in ways where you're like, wow, that's, that's like, I can relate to that. The power in that is being able to look at someone and say, man, they made it, they made it through this. I believe them, I believe their story, or I believe the pain of their story, and look at them now. And one of the best gifts, I guess, for me is when I, when I get to watch somebody go through that. When I watch them start at the channel, let's see wherever, I don't know where the right way would be, but you know they start over here, and they progress through all the different phases to where they get their life back at the other side of it. They minimize the negative of all that crap that's happened on this and they take their life back. So it's really, you know, uh, the last thing I just want to say, if you're really struggling with this, take, take the time to, to slow yourself down for a moment and say, okay, you need to make some changes. You need to do some stuff to help you succeed one of the first things that I recommend is make your living situation your home is what I'm saying. I don't care what it is. If it's a one bedroom place or you're sleeping on someone's couch or whatever, just try to make sure the environment you're in is as calm as possible. Be very careful what you bring into that environment. That means don't watch movies that stress you out. Don't listen to music that, that, that's triggering to you. Don't, The next thing is, is find if there's people that are not helping you, at least in this particular moment, don't spend as much time with them. We all look for validation. And if everyone you're talking to is effectively invalidating what you're doing, minimize your interaction with them because it starts to drive you, starts to drive you crazy. If you have one or two friends that, uh, uh, are super support. I mean, if you're really lucky, hopefully you have somebody who really gets this and is, you know, one-on-one being able to, uh, to help you with this. But if you have a friend who's just very empathetic and maybe they don't understand it, but they're just there for you and they'll let you vent. Okay. Vent with them. But if, if they're, uh, knocking you down, phase them out, at least for right now, doesn't mean you have to phase them out forever. Find other, you know, and try to find other other uh, support mechanisms. Be careful of Facebook. My gosh, every time I go on Facebook, it's just it's emotionally draining. You know, I mean, you get these these online forums that have just you know thousands upon thousands of people in various varying stages of healing and recovery. You have various people who infiltrate those that are not interested in recovery, are interested in just continuing the drama. And it just, it doesn't help you. I guess lastly, I would say if you, uh, if um, you're looking for a community, a smaller community, check out the Discord the DSD Discord, you can find the link for that. I'll just pull it up real quick on the YouTube page in the main banner. Uh, so, you, you know, that's right. DSD on YouTube and just in the main banner on the far right icon is an invite link for the Discord server. And that can get you into that. John says, DSD, no Facebook during this time. Those can also be brought into court. Excellent point. That's the other thing I just want to mention when you're dealing with someone like this, they don't have any boundaries. Nothing's off limits for them. They will use anything and everything against you. They will use something you told them two decades ago in private because you trusted them and they were your, you know, they were your soulmate at the time, you know, with you not realizing that you were feeding information to, to the devil, And uh, prepare yourself for that because that's a lot of times what happens. So make decisions that help you too, right? So don't be going out on public forums and spilling all your your dirty laundry. I mean, I've heard of stories where people have been ordered to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Provide all their their accounts, passwords, and everything so that they can look at all the transcripts. So just don't, don't, don't do that to yourself. If you want to participate in the show, you can do that by dialing one 373 5483 one dsd live Or via the web interface at www.callinstudio.com slash show slash DSD-Live. All right, so let me see what we got going on in the comments. Um double check some real quick test one, two. Yay. I like this. Then we have to move forward. So we don't stay in victim mode. Not sure who, what the comment was on that, but what I will say, you know, it's really interesting when you look at some of these, these areas, even some of the channels, you know, it's like there are so many people who want to stay at that level, who want to stay in the victim mode, who want to stay in in that. And I mean, and I I get it for a bit. You know, I mean, whenever you realize that that you are a victim of of this, you you. you it's validating to to see other people who have stories like, you know, hey, this happened to me. And it's like, yeah, you know, you feel like you have that community. Kind of like what we were talking about at the top of the hour, where you feel lost and then you start finding people who have similar experiences. So you don't feel as lost and you don't feel as lonely. And there's a lot of power to that. It makes you feel like you're part of something and you're not this isolated person you know, on an island in the middle of the Atlantic with, uh, no, you know, nobody around. And then, then you realize that, wow, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, a lot of people who, who have experienced it. I know my first introduction on this was, um, a website blog when an author who, I think the book was called like, when love was a lie and i was read that i'm like oh my god this is my life this is i've exp- this well, holy crap but what i found early on with that or shortly after that it's like it's like everything was so negative and i'm like man i just i don't like the energy i guess for lack of a better word i don't like the energy surrounding that so i was looking for something different to to help help me get, get out of that mode. So are we hat? normally we still have a caller. I'm going to try to, so I'm going to go to this one. Area code eight, one, seven. Yeah. Hey, welcome sure, to the show. And, Whoops. And, uh, I, I dropped you. I brought you on oh. too soon. Uh, it looks like you tried to call <laughs> and come back in. So, so, what do you want, since it, since it cuts you off, what do you want to talk about? How are you doing today? Oh,
1: well, hey, uh, uh, this is, uh, Dwayne, a pissed off parent. <laughs> um, I was, uh, just wanting to call and say hi, long time, uh, no talk.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good to hear from you. We haven't talked in quite a while, probably what a year or so, if I remember correctly. How's your it's site going? Been
1: about a year. Uh, it's going pretty good. I've uh, gotten to kind of video production,
0: things awesome.
1: like that, and, um, yeah, just getting more information out there, more data, trying to help people out. But um, it, things you were talking about, you know, the growing and, and you know, getting yeah, the, getting on Facebook or not getting on Facebook, doing different things. Um, you know, when I went through my experience, <laughs> I like to call that experience after all these years. Yeah. Um, I kind of mine into, you know, advocacy work and trying to teach others so that they learn uh, from my mistakes. Most notably, um, with you know the bias and the courts and things like that against uh, primarily men based on the data, um, mm-hmm. you know I I made a promise to my children that I wouldn't have them they wouldn't suffer what I suffered. So that's you know what kind of keeps me going. But I what I try to do is I try to channel all my energy into um, advocacy and helping other people out and and trying to get the word out as it were to teach people hey look for these signs um, you know if you're yeah. dealing with a uh, person. The mental issues or whatever, uh, look for these signs, do this, do that. And, you know, and get, and realize that there's other people out there. One of the things that you said that resonated was, uh, for men, it seems like, you know, and again, I'm a guy, so I of course think it's all about men, but, uh, <laughs> um, is that, you know, I was the only one men are usually more, um, uh, uh, introvert, but they're more, uh, they keep themselves. They don't share things with other guys yeah. and things like that. Um, and I was one of those. And when I was going through the issues, I had one close friend that I would share things with. um, And, but things just, you know, didn't add up and things like that. And I thought this was just me. And I went to the court system, dealt with all that. And then as I started reaching out and finding other people in the community, in various communities, I started learning, oh, it's not just me. Um, You know, not to, I guess, over talk everything, but when I went to court, I went in there going, oh, hey, it's going to be a level playing field. I'm going to say my piece. She's going to say her piece. We're going to, you know, part ways and it's going to be over with. And then I learned how yeah. it normally works in the courses, uh, primarily uh, for for men. And I walked away going, this makes no sense. I'm a you know, logical thinker, so it, right. it just made no sense. And then I realized, you know, Title Four d and, you know, all those wonderful things that, um, you know, you learn as you go through the system. So that helped me at least understand why I was being treated the way I was
0: well yeah and then the the really sad right. part about it is is you're not even you, you go in expecting like you said you think it's going to go one way and you don't realize you're getting ready to get completely bombed, so you walk in underprepared and shell shocked which makes you ineffective in that right. first hearing because you didn't even you didn't even realize you were in that type of a battle, so it's you know it's, it's the really you tough. Didn't
1: realize that your own, yeah you don't even realize your own attorney is also part of the system and working against you. You don't even realize that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was talking about that the other so day, makes- just saying that, you know, if you have an attorney, you have to take an active role in it. And if you think that just handing over a bunch of money is are they're, they're going to fight for you. You are making a huge colossal mistake. So.
1: Oh, exactly. And how the game's played that the decision is usually made before you've even walked in there. I mean, you know, I learning that, um the law firms give money to the judges uh, through their campaigns, and that's, that helps sway things. That's how you ensure you get a good uh, outcome is find out who is the biggest donor, you know, things like that in the back room deals and, and all that. You know, it sounds like a conspiracy theory until you start really undoing the data. Then, of course, uh, you know, I, I talk a lot about Title IV-D and, you know, the way child support is the way it is, Learning. Um, that, you know, title four D the, the, those incentives and everything is why child support orders are done the way they are. And, and, you know, all those different things and, um, how that's how the states keep their money out of the welfare recovery program.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, Hey, on that. So how, if people want to find out more of the stuff of what you're doing, where, where do they need to, where do they need to point their browser to, to get some more info?
1: Oh, I'm uh, my website um, <laughs> is uh, pissedoffparent.com, dot tcom uh, I have a YouTube channel as well, um, and uh, yeah, I, you know, information there. And I have links, obviously, to other um, uh, equal shared parenting. i you know try to be a uh, an equal shared parent advocate uh, for um, you know ready, willing, and fit and able parents. I've right. uh, been doing that for six, seven years now. Um, and then uh, just, you know, other things there. And yeah, if uh, anyone wants to learn more uh, about, you know, Title 4D, I actually have a cartoon that I put together uh, that explains it. Um, and, uh, you yeah, uh, know, yeah, just hit, yeah, hit my site and, of course, hit your site. And, uh, yeah, that's good information out there.
0: Well, thanks, man. Thanks for calling and sharing with that. It was good chatting with you. It's uh, I mean, just sir, before you go, I mean, Uh, Dwayne and I have been, uh, talking for a few years and coordinating some stuff and he helped get, uh, some stuff going with, um, uh, with the shared parenting stuff or yeah, with Mark to kind of enlighten me on some of those things. So it was really good. I was really good hearing from you, man. And thanks for supporting the show. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you for everything you're doing.
0: So, you know what? I, 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 he brought up a point that I, that I've been wanting to hit for a while and, and that's this notion where people say, you know, whoever files first has, has an advantage. And then you'll hear other people say, well, it doesn't matter. Well, but, but I want to dive into that because there's, there's a nuance to it that I think that to be honest, I didn't even really get until a couple of weeks ago where it really clicked the difference. And I've talked around it or I've talked a little bit about it, but it didn't really click. And and what I'm talking about is if both of you decide you're getting a divorce, and, and everything is starting at the same time, then really, does it matter? I mean, technically, I filed. Did it give me an advantage? Mm, probably not. What people mean when they say, whoever files first has the advantage, it's, it's the part that says, they've been planning this for a really long time. So the advantage is a, the person who says, you know what, I'm getting a divorce in a year, and I'm going to pretend... That everything is fine, and I'm going to get everything lined up. I'm going to, I'm going, you know, with what what Dwayne was even talking about, with just finding the different attorneys, you know. So you get to research the right attorney on your own time. You get to interview different attorneys, and if you're really evil, what you do is you'll interview, you'll do a, a paid interview with every one of the good attorneys in your area. So now there's a conflict of interest to where your ex can't even hire them. If you, if your ex goes in later and says, Hey, you know, I heard you're really good. And it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you know, you're, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're Miss Dwayne's ex. Oh, I'm sorry. I've had a consult, so I'm privy to parts of your case. So I'm, I can't, you, you can't hire me. It's a conflict of interest. So what happens is, is that person lines everything up. They get all their documentation in order. They get all their stuff. They have all the time in the world because the other person doesn't even know it's getting ready to happen. They get everything lined up and then bam, you get served one day. You don't even know. You get kicked out of your house potentially. You have 10 10 to 30 days, depending on where you're at, to respond. You're completely blindsided because your entire world has been ripped upside down in an instant, you're trying to scramble to find an attorney. If, they've, if they're really vicious, they've seized all, your, all the assets and funds so you don't have access to, you know, they've already paid for their attorney. They've already paid all the money, that's joint money, to set themselves up. And then you're scrambling trying to basically come up with a case to, def- to defend it in a really short amount of time. That's where filing first is better. It's kind of evil what I just went through, right? I mean, what I just was talking about, the fact that someone would say, you know what, I'm done, but I'm not ready to be done. So I'm going to play everything out and uh, set it up to where I have the best, the best possibility for success. I mean, hell, I can look at it, excuse me, I can look at it now. Had I thought, had I done that, I mean, what would I have done? I would have uh, got all my documentation lined up. I would have put the kids in daycare so there was, you know, none of this um, full-time mom thing. Would have tried to force her to get at least some type of job to set that precedence. I mean, obviously, I didn't do any of that stuff. And the problem is, see, the the problem is for the person that's a target on it. It's easy to say that. It's easy for me to say that now, but at the time, I was still invested in the relationship. I hadn't given up on it yet. I was trying to make it work. So doing active plans, planning for the destruction of it, wasn't that, that wasn't what I was thinking about. And my guess is, as most of you out there, that's not what you're thinking about either. I mean, with what Dwayne was talking about on his site, I mean, it's important, and I've talked about this before, it's important to understand What's going on, it's important to understand the rules so that you can better prepare yourself. And I'm not trying to to throw out that scenario. And I and I know as I was saying that whole spiel just there, that it can feel, I mean, if you're experiencing that, it's going to be triggering. It's going to be like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And, I mean, that didn't necessarily happen in my case. There was a period of time where uh, the ex was, you know, back when we were still still married and still had a you know find your phone on your on your phone and everything I kept seeing like man why is she at this one place in town and then a few weeks later when I was able to go over there and drive by there it was an attorney's place so she was spending days at an attorney's office getting everything prepared so and and so when I walked into court you know, it was like, here's a new declaration. You know, you're a scumbag. You know, and it was just like, luckily I, pre- I was prepared for that mentally. So that's where they kind of get you is when you're not, you're like, okay, we're going to work this out. It'll be amicable. Everything will be all right. It's not great, but we'll work it out. And then you're sitting there in the moment with the spotlight on you and they just dump a whole extra bunch of stuff on you. It's really important. How you react in that moment instead of freaking out, I'm like everything that in there is b s if it's, if if what she's saying is true, I will lose my my uh my 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 tickets that have been punched will no longer be punched for my job, and I will not be able to to uh be able to provide for my family so this is all b s anyways. See, well, POP posted a thing. It says, my ex-wife went to a divorce seminar. She told me she was going out with friends, uh, and she tried the silver silver bullet. And if you guys aren't aware, what the silver bullet is, it's false accusations of domestic violence or abuse. Uh, It's what they typically use to uh, remove you from the situation See it's it's I mean it's just evil. It, it it really is. I mean if if you're really doing something, okay, fine, right? People need to be protected if someone is abusive, but but the fact that that has been utilized and and the problem is is that you'll have attorneys that's like, "Well, you've you've been, you felt scared, right?" Right? You know, he you know, you're a small person. Uh, how you know, how big is your ex? I mean, I got the big scary ex thing too. You know, your ex is hiding in fear, cowering in corner in fear because you're a big man. And I even remember when I talked to one of my, my ex-brother-in-laws about it. And I'm like, can you believe this? Because well, you know, you are a big guy. You know, if you got mad, you would be scary. I'm like, well, let me show you scary there, buddy. Ah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they utilize that to... Orchestrate a situation to where you're removed from the situation, you can't contact them, you can't contact your kids. It forces, you know, effectively 100% custody to them with 0% to you. It provides them a huge tactical advantage in court. You know, then you're just, instead of saying, oh, well, we had 50 50 before, or, you know, we had this visitation, now you're trying to claw back any time you can get. It's just, you know, I mean, it's really indicative of. I mean, people who do that falsely, garbage human. It's just, I'm not, okay. Let me clarify. And this is where this gets really, really tough, is because it's really difficult to know what's legit and what's not. But people who are, that, that is serious, because it's out there, right? I mean, it's serious. Both men and women get physically abu- abused by their partner, and it's real. But when somebody takes something and they use it just for a tactical advantage, and and people will admit to admit to it later, it's horrible. I do want to highlight for a moment that uh, P O P just became a channel member, so thanks for supporting the channel, appreciate it. So, man, I hope that that is not. The, I I feel like this show is taking a left turn. I felt like we were heading on a positive route, and it just kind of went. So, if you want to participate in the show, you can do that by dialing 1 424 373 5483 1424 DSD Live. Or if you're out international, just scroll down and you can uh, connect via web interface on your phone or desktop to uh, participate in the show. So, um, okay. Tech more said, so "That's why uh, record everything at all times, facts and evidence. Just make sure that it's legal in your in your area. Consult uh, with an attorney or check with what the local laws are to make sure you do not get yourself in trouble. And if it is, if it is legal, absolutely record everything if you if if you can do it legally. And uh, if you're in an area where the other person has to consent, maybe that just means you have to pull your phone out in a public place." And say I'm recording you, and I suppose technically, if you're in a two-party consent state, if they if they say I don't consent, then you could just check, double check. You don't want to get get yourself into trouble. But bottom line is, if you have that type of evidence, then you're in a better, a much. I mean, then you can prove what's real and what's not. Mister Mann says, record yourself. Interesting concept. Interesting idea. Good point. <laughs> Tricia says. DSD scary as a big old care bear. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, I got another color. Um, I'm going to grab them. At least I'm going to try to. Oh, no, it's it's auto screening. See, I almost did this again. I almost grabbed him in the midst of everything. All right, let me grab you. Hello, and welcome to the show.
2: Hey, Dwayne, it's Lyle.
0: Hey, Lyle. I just, just, I just have to say something real quick. The auto-screening completely blew what you said. It says, hi, it's mom. I want to t-. I'm i wanna like, what the world? So, sorry about that, Lyle. Hey, how's it going this morning?
2: Uh, okay. Um, you know, we've, we've hit upon these points uh, several times in the past. But that silver bullet had was waiting there with my name on it, and more than once. Yeah, and I have to say, because you know that my ex said I
0: in court said I threatened to kill the, her and my daughter. You know, and yeah, got yeah. away
2: with it. Oh yeah. And um, I think that lying, using, misusing the uh, order protection, misusing it, and lying about it. That to be the most distasteful, disgusting, and immoral thing I can think of. Oh, absolutely! The whole process.
0: Yeah, it's I I, mean, um, it's evil. I mean it's 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 just beyond. I mean it's just it's horrible.
2: I'll never be able to get over that. You know, if I could, could get over everything else, but um, it's uh, it's made there for people who are really in trouble and really need it. You know, it's not to be. Uh, use as a tool to get child
0: custody i know it's you know and that's the dilemma on it right i mean because and and the real well okay that's the dilemma on it and then the real problem is is these people that abuse it are actually hurting the people who really need it and i mean a, a high, i mean a high profile example of well maybe not the silver but well kind of is the whole johnny depp and amber heard thing Where she just completely fabricated to the point, you know. I mean, now it looks like she even used makeup to make the bruises, you know, put bruises on her while he was out of the country. I mean, just to destroy him, just to win in court and to get a better settlement. I mean, it's like, you know, you think about it. What kind of person does that? And the reality is, there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that will do that at varying levels. Yeah. So it's 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 not it's horrible. It's just. I mean, in my situation, I mean, mine tried to do that. When I, when I said that, you know, we got that first paperwork, my attorney freaked out, grabbed me, pulling in the hallway, highlighted a section and says, says right here, you're going to murder everybody and, uh, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to kill yourself. And I'm like, yeah. seriously, you know, it's like, I haven't, you know, I've been going through this for months, haven't done it yet. I mean, seriously, it's bullshit. Uh, sorry. But I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe had I responded like, Oh my God, you know, freaked out and like, oh crap, you know, you're, you're threatening my whole career, you know, whatever. I give up maybe, uh, you know, I, but I, I was, ex- unfortunately I was expecting it. I knew something was going to happen. Um, and, uh, you know, so, I mean, I was, I was at least mentally prepared for it. To be honest, actually in that situation, I had told my attorney, I'm like, something's coming. He's like, you're being paranoid. I'm like, no, have you got anything from them yet? Nope. You're being paranoid. Calm down. And I was kind of pit, I was kind of frustrated whenever, you know, he freaked out, you know, his drives up, sits down the other attorney, she hands him a piece of paper. The first recess, he's freaking out going, oh my God, she just handed me this. I'm like, hmm, I didn't say I told you so, but I'm, you know, but fortunately I was expecting it. So I wasn't completely blindsided by it, but I'm sorry you went just, through that, that while it's, it's just, that's, it's, it's horrible. It's freaking ruthless and it's just cruel.
2: Uh, one other thing is that you mentioned that uh, be prepared for this. they are always, the NARCs are always two steps ahead of you. You talked about senior your yep. car at the lawyer's office. They already have a plan, and you don't know it. Right. And that's usually what the case the way it is.
0: Exactly. You know? Yeah.
2: They're ready to move, and they've already talked about it.
0: Yeah, they've and already got their plan. Yeah. And, and, it, it's stupid, you know? and it makes it easy because they can have everything lined up and say, okay, you know what? I got everything lined up. I'm going to provoke them. And as soon as yep. you do the right thing for their narrative, and maybe they try a few times, maybe they try three or four times and you don't take the bait. Then one time you take the bait and bam, they drop You know, they, they press the button. So
2: it works. It works really well. And the lawyers know it.
0: Yeah, well,
2: Yeah, I'll put that out there for anybody who's in the middle of it. To be careful. Be very careful, you know. Yeah. Um, the last question is, uh, when's DSD, the book, coming out?
0: <laughs> you know, I need to start working on that. I, I, uh, I, I, and, instead of taking this, this unique situation, world situation we're in, and, and writing a book, I decided to do a live show. So, you know what, talking about another routine, I just have to develop another routine to where I'm actually writing. And I, and I have kind of the shell outline of what I want to say. I just need to actually start doing it.
2: It'd be like uh, everybody uh, you've know, in the last four years has a chapter, and it's the best yeah. 10 chapters, you know, of stories, you know, that are out there, you know.
0: Oh, that's a good idea, too. See, that's that, how it
2: could it really out.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, thanks for the support, man, and, and for yeah. the idea. I appreciate it. All right. So I throw that out there. Thanks, man. Have a good day. All right. So you know, I, the one thing I just want to say cuz it's it's tough to to get in a situation to where it's or let me back up. It's easy to get really to allow what we're talking about right now to really freak you out and and get your anxiety going and going like, "Oh my god, that's going to happen to me." And and you just you get in this This infinite do loop. Take a breath. Slow yourself down. Try to be as strategic as possible and make the best decisions as you possibly can. If you get into a situation like what we're talking about where the silver bullet is used and you fall for the trap, well, obviously that complicates things. But sometimes, not always, sometimes you can come back from it. You just have to change your approach and start recognizing that you're being provoked. You're being pushed for a reaction and you have to start demonstrating that you don't do what they're trying to say you do. We all make mistakes. I've made my own set of mistakes and th- all of those mistakes set you back. My mistakes set me back. My mistakes could have been used Against me in a worse way than they were, but you you're going to have to ebb and fl- I mean basically you're going to have to ebb and flow with with what's going on and, and basically using the analogy that I use a lot you know war and battles it's the same it's the same thing you know i mean most most situations like that don't start out with a well sometimes they start out with a clear I mean, if you look at World War II, you had the, uh, the axes just crushing everybody, just looking like they were going to just win everything. And ultimately, it didn't go that way. But I mean, I would say, you know, anyone going through that, it was probably like, you know, nobody knew who was going to ultimately win. And you just have to keep pressing on, changing your tactics, and adapt with the situation, and focus on... How do you win the war? You don't always win it, but how do you push position yourself in the best pa- best place possible to ultimately be, be victorious? And I think it's important to realize that you can decide today to try something, depending on where you're at, you can decide today to try something different. Like even, even the, last, the last caller... His situation is is horrific, <clears throat> alienation to the T. I mean, it just you know, I mean he he didn't dodge the bullet effectively, but he's still been able to figure out how to you know kind of reset his his life and and start trying to have a better life. I mean, I've we've I've talked with him for he's probably a couple years now, and the transition from who he was at the beginning when I first met him to where he is today is a lot different situation hasn't changed. He still has every reason to be completely angry and frustrated, but like I've always said, you know, you, you, you get to the point where you realize, okay, I've tried everything. I've done everything I possibly can. And I can either, you know, go down with the ship, so to speak, or there's this one life raft that I can get into and, you know, live to fight another day, basically. So, John Boston says re baselining yourself. Yeah. It's 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 hard. I was actually that's one of the things I was talking about with one of the coaching or two of the coaching clients yesterday is you have to you have to re baseline your life. And it's a really hard thing when you're going on this trajectory and then all of a sudden it's like everything goes like this and you're now going this way and you're like, what the heck? So score uh Scorps Corpse, cool name by the way, says it's all letting go like there is no point. It's a a great point. And it's like that's what happens. As you get to the point where you realize I've done everything I possibly can, continuing down this road is just killing me. So, it's a... Makes it really uh makes it really, really tough. We got another we got some more time for another caller if you want to dial in. It's one four two four three seven three five four eight three one four two four DSD Live. Again you can connect via the web interface. Just scroll down and get the links for that. Or I can just say it, it's www.callinstudio.com slash show slash DSD Live. I guess this is this is a self promotion on my thing. It says I've been following DSD for almost two years now. My life is so much better because of it. Well, thank you for saying that. And and again, what I like, what I just want to say is, it's it's very. I don't know what the word is: humbling, um, gratifying. I don't I don't know what the right word is, but to see the transition in people, to see the pain, and to see them get to a point to where. They're not that person anymore. I thought I was going to be stuck that person forever, forever. And uh, I've said this before, but the successes that I've had emotionally, I would have never in a million years thought that I would be at this point. I honestly felt that I would be, you know, I might as well, you know, had a, have my, I don't know, you know, some phys, you know, leg blown off or something to where you, you can't, you know, you, you can't undo that, but, and that I would always have those phantom pains and stuff. And the, the one nice thing or the one potential positive, I think in our situations is, is we can heal a lot of that. So are you going to be the same person you were before? No. You're gonna be the same naive, gullible person. No. But it's weird, right? I was talking to someone the other day about that, and it's like, you know, sometimes I used to miss that. I used to. I'm like, man, she stole away that that uh, that that childlike wonder, just erased it. But the reality is. what I've come to realize is it's so much better to have genuine, real relationships. Genuine, real communication. That's the key. Not fake. Not somebody playing games with you. Somebody manipulating you. Somebody doing this cat and mouse thing. Giving you a little bit of attention. Taking the attention away. Emotionally just messing with you. That's not a life. That's effectively torture. And when you get into a situation to where you you start well, I'll say it this way, when you get to the situation where you start raising your vibration, one of these days I'm going to figure out what exactly that means. I don't get it. How do I vibrate at a different level? I mean, can't I can't I vibrate at money and money can just rain down upon me and my life can be just peachy keen? Sorry, I apologize, but but that's one of those things I just I'm like I get it, right? I mean, everything, you know, you you know, you you hear about it and it's like, yeah, everything vibrates. I guess there's scientific proof that shows that, but it's like it's it's just weird. I digress, but what I, what I mean is is that you, you you just kind of raise your your state you're, you're where you're at. And, and then it's like, what's weird is is it, it does draw different stuff to you. For most of my life, I was able to, I would draw in people who were just as damaged as me. And I would push away people that would potentially raise me up because I didn't feel like I deserved it. I didn't. I mean, I didn't like consciously, consciously know that, but it was just one of those things where I see it now. The people that are in my life are are so much better than what I've ever had before, and uh, it's 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 a really amazing trans uh, transition. I was going to say translation but that doesn't make sense. Anyways, I hope that rant makes sense. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't did I lose a whole bunch of people? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, oh my gosh. It's just it's just crazy. Let's see. John says I hear about the I, I hear you about the innocence being lost. I worry about how my kids see this innocence lost. My ex ruined their childhood, and I think their lives are forever changed. The sad reality, and I mean, I don't want to be negative or depressing, but yeah, their lives are changed. It doesn't necessarily mean it can't be turned around, right? I mean, I think sometimes if, if we can interject, show them that uh, it doesn't have to be that way, there's, the ch- there's a chance. And the reality is, is had this not happened, there would have been zero chance of them having a, a an escape from this to be able to break that cycle so and maybe you know what maybe that's just me being positive maybe that's how i just get through the day to say okay you know this 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 uh, glorious experience has enabled me to try to help my kids not do this themselves i've been able to have conversations actually with all of my kids Ultimately, it's going, to be, it's going to be tough to see, or not tough, it's going, to, it's going to take time to see whether it really works. But I've tried to share little nuggets of information, like I do with you guys, obviously not as in much detail, right? I mean, uh, that I don't do with my kids. But, but I try to use their life experiences, not using their mom as the example, but with friends and different things on how relationships are what's what you should be look you know what what's appropriate boundaries how you know how you need to be able to validate yourself and not need someone to complete you having someone to be a, a bonus to your life absolutely but you all know i mean every i'm sure everyone here can remember back in their in their experience where that fear of loss, that fear of the unknown, kept you in situations that were not healthy, that where your boundaries were pushed. And if my thought is if we, all of us, can help our children understand that and see that, that they don't seek out, end up ultimately seeking out, the same experience that they had, whether with their mom or their dad, to repeat it, to try to fix it. That's the pattern that people fall into you have you have um, a situation where you have these childhood traumas, and most of the time you find somebody who replicates it so that you can try to resolve it. It's like a math equation that you can't f- well okay, I couldn't figure it out with these numbers you know I, but this other formula these other numbers are the same thing. So I'm going to try to solve it with this. And then that will help me solve that. I wonder if that makes any sense. I just thought of that just, just now that, and I think I, you know what? I, that makes a lot of sense. Cause I remember doing that when I was younger. It's like, well, I don't understand this formula. So I'm going to try it with, the, you know, okay, I think I get it. So I'm going to try it again over here to see if I get the answer. And if I understand it, the answer will be, you know, seven and you run through it and you're like, Oh crap, it's not seven. So you try it again. I don't know. Let me know if you, (laughs) let me know if that makes any sense. All right. I'm going to look and see what's going on. So let me see if I can find this. Um, Where? Oh, oh, wait a minute. Heather. You know, I knew somebody that had that exact name, I think. Says, Dwayne, when uh, when will the feeling of they are going to take me back to court again stop? Eight and nine years old and half 50 50, but everything makes me feel like it's a setup. You know, that's a good question and it's actually a tough question because this is, and the reason, more than likely the reason you feel this way is because you've gone through this iteration to where you're like, okay, things are calm, we're good, and you start feeling better, and then they do something. They take you back to court or they threaten it, and then you're like, okay, you resolve that and you do it again, and there's this constant cat and mouse thing, and it makes you paranoid, and I used to feel like that, like what you're talking about. It's like, Oh my God, when's, when's the next shoe going to drop? What's next? And you're cause, because you get acclimated to, you feel like, Oh, oh things are calm. And then it's like, bam, you get hit by something. It's like, Oh my God, what happened? And it re triggers the fight or flight. Here's the, here's the deal. What ends up happening is, is you're like, okay, you can't control this person. They're going to do whatever they're going to do. And you just kind of mentally prepare. And that's what I've done. You mentally prepare yourself for that catastrophe to happen. And you, it kind of goes with what we were talking about before to where you get to the point to where you just, you just kind of have to let it go because it's just driving you crazy. And that's what I had to do. And it took me a few years to get to that point. Ultimately, hopefully what happens is, is they get to a point where they don't really want to do it or it doesn't work out for them. I mean, if you can, if you can add in, has have they been dragging you back to court? Like, so in my situation, I ultimately realized that she, my ex, did not really want to go to court. So I was like, oh, okay. Doesn't mean that she wouldn't try other things, because she did. But at least it's like, all right, for whatever reason, she's not pushing that button. But here's the other aspect of this that what I realized early on, Early on, I wanted to prove to her that I was fine, that everything was good. If things were great, I would uh, go out of my way to to uh, express that, <laughs> to demonstrate that. All that did was make her angry and cr- created more drama for me. It's good when you get to a point where you realize... Let me see how I can say this. It's good when you get to the point whenever you don't care if they feel like they're winning. And like in my situation, I've said this before, I'm like, you know what? I don't care. If she thinks that she's broke me and I'm a disgruntled, angry, bitter ex that just can't let it go. And that gives her enough supply to leave me the, to leave me alone. Great. You know, it's, it's, it's like, Again, it's like, what is my long-term goal? My long-term goal is for peace, serenity in my life, and the reduction of chaos. So on that, we are running out of time. Let me see if uh, see if there is a follow-up to that. No, I don't see that. Anyways, you know, it's it's amazing how much they really they really mess with us anyways on that thank you guys for hanging out with me on this wednesday middle of the week we've made it through almost almost half hopefully this show was uplifting it started out on a like i said it's on a good trajectory and i think it kind of went south i'd love to hear if you guys thought that this was a if this was a good one appreciate all the support definitely appreciate all the channel members be easy on yourself and we'll catch you guys tomorrow